Hello and welcome to Just Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. Just stands for getting the shit together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creatives of all kinds. For more information on Just, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email to let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Kara Tomei, the creator and host of Just Do It, a podcast dedicated to artists who have hybridized their careers through ongoing projects, artist collaboratives, artist collectives, a nonprofit entity, whatever form it takes. We here at Just Inc. want to champion artists who have embraced a DIY approach to uh, diversifying their practice beyond the studio and into the community. And the goal of this podcast is to give such artists uh, a forum to share their experiences so that others uh, can be inspired to do the same and to just uh, do it. So I have a wonderful guest here today. I'm so looking forward to talking to Annie Buckley. Talk about diversified. She, uh, I don't know how she's only one person with the amount of uh, things that she does. And I'm going to welcome her to the show and we'll start uh, talking to the audience about uh, what she does. Annie, hi. Do I have you there with me? Okay, I'm waiting for Annie. As I wait for her, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Uh, She is a practicing, exhibiting artist. Uh, and a, a teacher, very experienced teacher, curator, uh, writer of uh, books, uh, articles, novels, art critic, art, art criticism, um, and and more. <laughs> and she started some community initiatives that are quite uh, fascinating um, from from my bit of research, and I and I want to ask her all about that. So let me see if I can get her on the show with us. Hi, Annie. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, we're having a bit of technical difficulty. Are you there? Are you with me? Hmm. Not sure why she can't be with us. All right, so I'm going to tell you a little bit more about um, her and her initiatives until she can come on and tell that, talk about them herself. Um, so as an artist, her work has been included in many solo exhibitions here in Los Angeles at Carlberg Gallery, at Jang Carr Gallery. She's also exhibited um, out of state in the Hollywood Art and Culture Center of Florida as part of Art, Art Basel, Miami. And she is a contributing editor to the Los Angeles Review of Books, where she was previously the art editor and was editor-in-chief of Art Week uh, for a few years. And um, she has some very interesting uh, initiatives going on through her uh, teaching position, a professor of uh, visual studies at Cal State University in San Bernardino, and where she has founded some community-based initiatives. Um, one is called Community-Based Art, and the other is Prison Art Collective, dedicated to facilitating art in prisons. So I'm going to ask her about details about all of this when she can uh, get online with us. Um, so as a uh, – oh, and she also – I keep saying – also, also, also – uh, like I said, how can she be just one person? Uh, she is co-founder um, of a web-based um, 
a web-based, how would you call it, a web-based publication, sorry, um, exploring issues um, about teaching and social practice, and it's called Radical Actions from Teaching Artists to Social Practice is the, is the tagline, and she has a, lo a lot of wonderful collaborators on there who are, you know, in the trenches of doing this and uh, contributing articles and the like to this website called RadicalActions.com, so we'll get her to talk about that as well. Um, and here we go. There. Hello. Hi, Annie. Yay, we got yes, we got you on there. I gave you quite a long intro because we were having some uh, technical difficulties I was there. <laughs> no Thank problem. you. No I know problem. I was able to hear it, but I guess you weren't able to oh, hear no. me. Sorry, I kept but saying I hello. hello. Well, you know, okay. yeah, blog talk, blog talk, and, and technology can be kind of uh, quirky sometimes, can't it? <laughs> I'm glad you're finally I with guess. us to talk from your perspective about all of that stuff that you do. I mean, you just do so, so much. I really, you must have boundless energy and, and barely sleep or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> so what I'd like to do, though, <laughs> I'd like, like to have you, yeah, yeah, I'd like to have you, well, it's your passion that keeps you going, I'm sure. Um, I'd like to have you just talk to us about how you started, uh, you know, started as an artist, practicing artist, making objects, making art. Like, where did the, um, where did you start being involved in this diversification of taking the art making into, let's say, the community? I mean, was it, I know you have your MFA from Otis in 2003. You got an MFA from Otis in, in Los Angeles, um, an MFA, which is um, a practicing artist degree. So, like, just put, put us where, where, you, where that happened for you to start getting involved with uh, this diversification. Um, sure. So I think it really has always been a part of my, um, my practice. I mean, literally ever since I was a little kid, like most artists, I've been making art ever since I was little. And even then I would do writing and make pictures and make like little books and magazines and share them with people. So, and I would like take my friend's images and put them together into a magazine and it was never just like um, a straight up visual art practice, even when I was little. So I think I'm just like organically more interested in that. And at the same right, you're, time, you're, you're, the wired, thing that has you're always... wired. Yeah, wired for collaboration. Wired for input. You know that impulse is just just in in you. That's that's cool. I don't think all artists have that impulse. So that's definitely one that uh, that is that is unique. So it's cool to hear that, that you identified that as being so young. Yeah, I think the same. Yeah, I definitely think so. And at the same time, a paired interest would be um, the in it, the interest in art and social justice. I don't think I had the language for that then. But um, one of the right. first pieces that I ever made when I was actually like in high school or something was this collage about the rift between those um, in wealth and those in poverty. And it just had like such a big impact on me ever since I was young that that big divide mm -hmm. that exists in our world and just the the sheer injustice and tragedy of it and so as I continued with my own career in art I always have done volunteer work and just kind of whatever I can in the community that mm -hmm. might help I don't know in some way so yeah. when it became an opportunity to fuse that together with art it was really exciting for me. Yeah, I mean, social practice is a term that really has just been, not that it's just been coined, but I'd say only in the last, not even 10 years, maybe less, it's been an ex 
accepted more not accepted a more a more um, understood thing artists are there's actually degrees now in social practice at art schools but could you for an audience who may not totally know what that means can you articulate what social practice is and perhaps through you can articulate through some of the projects that you do because that's what it's what it's about that would be a segue into maybe some of the community initiatives that you've done but if you could kind of define what social practice is maybe also just for you what is social practice you know and then through your activities talk about them um sure uh, well i was actually referring to social justice which is um, slightly different because it's a wider okay, field so than not yep. specific to art. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, another term. I, I, that's okay, I but I mean, I, no, but I'll, no, it's okay. I'll talk about both because, I mean, I think both are related. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. for me, the, I, the distinction would be like art and social justice has to do more with access to art for a wider um, group of people because I think our, our mm -hmm. world, as it's understood by the art market, often does get um, a narrowly identified audience, whereas um, social justice isn't specific to art, and obviously there's lots of things you know, that are more important that people need, like medicine and food and water, and they need access to all of those things. But my point is that arguably they also need art and expression and creativity. So um, mm -hmm. to have the, to be able to expand access to those things to people that might not otherwise feel that it's something they can do or should do is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, so that's yeah, really that's, like my main concern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In terms of social practice, like what you're talking about with social practice for anybody who might not be aware, it's definitely mm -hmm. specific to art and it does have a long history as I'm sure, you know, mm -hmm. um, like with the happenings and even with Dada and that idea of art as an action, as a movement, as um, a social interaction. I don't specifically identify myself as social practice artist. I kind of feel that it's up to people to interpret it how they might. But yeah. for me, um, the main goal is more about the, for that, for my community-based projects, the main goal is more the participants as opposed to my own work or practice. And I do I think that's Got a it. slight distinction from some social practice. Yeah, artists. sure. Yeah, that's a, that's. I'm I'm glad we kind of. Uh, it's good to define those different terms because I think that uh, both um, are are something that people are really really embracing, getting more and more supportive of and involved in, et cetera, et cetera. At least I've kind of seen that. So let's talk about the social justice. Yeah. Through, um, some of your projects because I'm really interested, of course, in your community based art and the prison arts collective that you have. Um, started at Cal State uh, San Bernardino. So uh, let's talk about those. Okay, thank you. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, I know when we first met, um, I had mentioned it, and so it's really cool that you're interested to learn more. Yeah, we um, actually met. So I know we actually see. met in a totally different context, like that, that you, were, you, were, you were on a panel as an art critic. It was for Artillery Magazine, yeah. which is an art magazine here in Los Angeles, and you were, you know, you were on the panel of art writers, art critics, and it was a wonderful panel all about uh, like feminist critique and wonderful panel. And but you did kind of, as you were introducing or something, you said the, about the uh, Prison Arts Collective, and it just went ding in my head, like, okay, I really, you know, that's really interesting, kind of different kind of diversification so yeah then I nabbed you like I got to get you on just radio to talk about that so um it's interesting how you wear so many hats believe me I think that's that's part of what we do uh, just is talk about how it's 
like a fact of life for artists to wear many hats and do many things, but it's all part of one's practice. And you're such a good example of that. I mean, that's a little segue, but <laughs> I do definitely think that that's I felt okay. that okay. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank yeah, so you. So you're perfect no, yes really because cool. of all I know these different I... things. Mm-hmm. All right. So now yeah, let's I, see, I, see, I let's did see, listen how, to some of you your – are you, oh, good. You listen to some of the episodes of, of other... Yeah, I listen to people. some of the shows, and I think it's so great to be able to expose, you know, all artists, but especially younger emerging artists, to the idea that they can do these things, and this is part of art, and it is important, and it can be done in whatever way makes the most sense to you, whether you want to view curating or social practice or, you know, community-based work or participatory work or whatever. Like, for those artists, mm-hmm. that is important to them. I'm really happy for them to see that they're that it's more possible now and that it's accepted and okay and celebrated. So I like that. Yeah. You talk about that. So yeah, oh, so that's good. my segue to you. Well, you're again, you're um, again, you're like, so you're a perfect example of it. So you started this program with students at the university that's community-based. Tell me about the mission of that and, and doing that work. Okay, definitely. So um, it essentially started out of a class that I teach, which I, um, I, when I first got hired, I was, um, I took over the position that was formerly um, the art education professor, um, Billy Sessions, who is a wonderful professor, and she gave me all kinds of feedback and ideas and materials and help, but then she also was like, look, it's yours now, make it your own, which I thought was like mm-hmm. really cool and inspiring if I'm, you know, one day in that position, I hope I'll do the same because, you know, she was open to the fact that things evolve. And so um, what I did when I transformed parts of the curriculum, my main goal was to integrate more um, service learning, which essentially means that people are providing, students are providing a needed service in the community. So needed being the keyword, not just kind of whatever the professor or students want to do, a needed service, as well as learning in the process. And um, and at the same time, I wanted to integrate more. Um, so I kind of had two reasons. One was to support the community, but secondly was to support my students, because I know from my own experience, both as an artist and as a teacher, and also I used to be a mentor teacher um, for UCLA, um, Teach LA Graduate School of Education. So I know they learn by doing it. <laughs> so I was like, we got to right. get them out in the field to get this experience. So really the whole program started from that class. And when I reached out mm-hmm. to the community um, together with our Office of Community Engagement and um, the director there, Diane Podolsky was super helpful. We reached out to the community to see like who might want art classes. And we got a lot of replies, um, kind of more than we could even do in the very beginning and we got started with I believe the first class in 2013 had like three community partner sites and so just like in a nutshell in that class students um, create and teach an eight-week curriculum in art with a group of participants in the community with one of our partner sites so um, the partner sites are like Engage, which is um, for low-income senior housing community. We also have done um, with Boys and Girls Club in the um, Waterman Gardens Housing Project in San Bernardino. And um, we have several other community partners that are not related to the prisons, which we, that's where we started. And then about, mm-hmm. um, it was really um, positive and successful for our, 
our partner sites, our participants, our students. I was like blown away by their response and how they rose to the occasion and how much they said they learned from the experience of working with directly with the participants as opposed to um, just reading about it. And then they also would say interesting things like, look, this is my community. I remember this one girl saying, this girl in my class said to me, I can't do art because I grew up in the ghetto. And then the girl, my student was like, well, I did too. And I'm here teaching art and I go to the university, so you can. And it was like right. really cool, you know, to have them just relate with their own community and make a difference. So that's how that part started. And the prison part of it, which has actually, like, technically is a subgroup of community-based art, but it's grown so much that it's sort of mm-hmm. um, the largest own thing, thing we now do. Too. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And that one started shortly after um, someone from the prison and the men's prison in Chino called our university, the art department, and asked about starting a program, which... At the time, I thought, oh, okay, but in retrospect, I've learned it's actually exceedingly rare. Like, they rarely reach out yeah. in that way. Sure, um, sure. So the d- department chair at the time, um, Margaret Perry, she sent it over to me because she knew I was doing these things. And she and I, as well as a group of students, went on a visit. So the first time that um, I talked to the man from the prison, he said he was interested in starting a program. I told him about you know, our programming and what we had just kind of gotten started in the community. And I said, you know, I don't think we could do the service learning class because, you know, they're newer and it's farther, but maybe some of our students who've completed that and want to do internships could work in the prison. And he was open to that. So then I went into my classroom and I talked to the students there and there was about eight or nine sitting there. And I said, you know, this happened. Does anybody want to go with me to visit the prison? And honestly, I felt like nobody was going to. And like all but mm-hmm. I think one or two of them came with me. Wow. They were like, yes, we want to wow, go. Wow, that's great. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a surprise. You know, that's a, that's a, um, yeah, a little bit brave. You know, I mean, that is definitely something that, uh, that uh, you, know, you know, it would take a commitment of a certain kind, but that almost all of your students participated is amazing. It was. It really blew my mind, and it really speaks to their, um, I, I think, our students at this, maybe because it's a state university, I'm not sure, maybe, I don't know what it is, mm. but the students that I have in my program just seem to be extremely motivated, dedicated, want to make a difference, you know, and it is fun because mm-hmm. this service learning class as well as comes after a series of classes where they learn about theories about art and education and they learn about different socioeconomic issues related to access to art. So they sort of have studied Mm -hmm. it at first and so then they kind of are woken up to it in a way like, hey, yeah, you know, that is the issue. I've seen that in my life or what have you. So, I mean, I think that's part of it, but really I think it's just that they, you know, I really give them a lot of credit. They bring a lot of maturity and dedication to it. Mm-hmm. I just, when you were talking about starting the community-based art program, just generally, I mean, I'm going to assume you're, you were also kind of inspired by the Community Arts Partnership Program at CalArts um, that's run by Glenna Avila. Um, I participated in that. I, was a, I got my MFA at CalArts, and while I was there, I was a bit frustrated with kind of CalArts being, it's known as a kind of uh, very object-based, 
you know, make, make art. And then they assume you're going to only make art uh, in a way it's changed a little bit, but I kind of felt frustrated and I found the community arts partnership program, which uh, just kind of helped me stay at, at, uh, at Cal arts and kind of, made the course it really changed the course of my life and what I was going to do with art and in that program they put students graduate students and undergraduate students into underserved communities to teach art so and she's been doing that program for I think it's the 25th anniversary happened kind of recently and it was really wonderful to be at a school that is so known as part of that high quote art world but that bridge is there too and and showing other avenues to people like myself who who thought oh I don't want to only make objects I want to be in the world I want to I want to you know teach and work in nonprofit and and do that kind of um, yes set the course for me and it sounds so amazing that you're in your school it seems like really part of the fabric you know of what the students study and do which is a deeper thing in a way uh, but I just had to relate that story because I was like I was the, one of those artists who said uh, I want to be in the community and, and, and participated in a kind of similar program to, to yours. That is so cool. And, you know, when I first started, I did, I wasn't specifically inspired by them only because I didn't really know about, I didn't know about it until after I'd kind of gotten doing this oh, for like the first year or okay. so. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, there's a definitely like a lot of movement in education in general towards service learning and project-based learning. So there's definitely right. other schools, you know, doing similar types of oh, things. Yeah. But, but I did meet Glenna and Mariana Pomonis, who um, I think you know as well. Um, um, she organized the panel you're speaking about earlier. She actually introduced me to Glenna. And so right away, I was like, yes, can we meet for lunch? Can I talk to you and learn yeah, from you? Because, yeah. I mean, she has so much experience, and it's so so similar. So she's amazing, and it was really great to learn about it. Um, yeah, I think one similarity... Well, there's other similarities, but um, one similarity that you mentioned is the idea of going into um, communities that are underserved, that um, the populations are more vulnerable and don't typically have access to art or more marginalized. And that's something that's a big part of um, what we do, but it's specifically like who we just reach out and see who wants the art and then whoever comes back at mm-hmm. us that wants it, that's who we end up working with. But typically it is, um, I mean, the Inland Empire in general is an um, underserved community, but specifically right. the sites that we go to are more, you know, people who tend to be marginalized, vulnerable, and maybe have not mm-hmm. had experience to to create art and we integrate um, art history, art making and reflection in all of our classes. So it's like an integrated art curriculum where they learn a little bit of all of those areas and how they come together. I'm sure there's just countless um, stories of people really being, you know, engaged and in a new way. It it is wonderful. It's wonderful work to to, to be in, you know, having experienced it. There's just moments I'll never forget in my entire life. I didn't kind of stay in that that realm like forever. I mean, I, I but. So I'm kind of off to different things uh, now, but I mean, it's kind of, they really just stay with me, those experiences of having those moments. Uh, so I, I know you're affecting change but from the student's perspective and the community's perspective, so I, I applaud it for sure. Um, there's one segue here. I noticed that Glenna Avila had written an article for a website that I'd like you to talk about, your Radical Actions website, which you did found with Mariana Pomonis, an artist that I do know well, and she's uh, engaged in social justice for sure through her co- uh, collective, the Association of Hysteric curators 
uh, who was in the show that I curated called The Collectivist at the brand recently. I've met so many wonderful people through that, and Mariana being one, and you being one. So talk about Radical Actions, what that website is, and, and what you're doing with that. Um, sure. So I and um, I want to get back to tell you one other thing about the prison program to answer an earlier question too. Um, so I will first start. Oh, with let's the red do that box. first. So no, no, let's start with oh, the prison program first, so okay. we don't lose it because we're cause okay. we, yeah, because I don't want to lose that if it's something you want to talk about uh, in that program because we'll okay. move on to some other other things. So yeah, tell us. Okay, I'll do it. Um, I'll I'll try to do it somewhat quickly just to share a little bit about that part of our program. So um, currently, we so when we first started with students and they were volunteers and interns, we have volunteer artists who come in and give guest artist talks, faculty and artists from mm. the community. And then um, we then received um, several internal grants from the university, which helped us to have some paid internships and to come have some course releases so I could work on it. And then more recently, we received funding from um, California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, CDCR, for some innovative programming, as well as now we're a part of um, California Arts Council Arts and Corrections programming. So yeah. um, mm -hmm. we've been a part of that for the past year, and it's like a movement that's happening all across California to bring, the goal is really going to be to bring arts into all of the prisons all throughout the state. So we're excited oh, wow. um, to be part of it. Yeah. And the way that we do it is really with this idea of apprenticeship. And just um, the one little story I was going to share is the first time that I did go into the men's prison for a tour, along with all those students in that classroom who said they wanted to go with me. We went on a visit. We toured the site. You know, I'm bringing these. At the time, they were all students. And I was kind of like, what's this going to be like? And right away, the very first day, one of them was like, yes, I want to do it. Sign me up. You know, I want to teach here. And they were just very moved by um, the hunger to learn in the men that we met. Like the men that we met, we sat around and we said, hey, so you know, we want to do this thing, but we're really collaborative. We want to know what you guys want to learn too. And basically they just want to learn like anything and everything. And so what we came away with was that they were just so um, – eager and hungry to learn and curious and open and also that they already had a lot of talent like one of the men brought out this amazing painting that he had been doing of the last supper da vinci's um last supper yeah. and yeah. In integrating mm -hmm. all the little um little like nicks and and changes from the um, national geographic image of it so i guess it was from life magazine it was an image of it and he was not just doing the painting but like all these different little shifts and changes and i just thought it was so interesting so mm -hmm. what we do is we do have beginning classes but we also have um some of the artists such as that are peer teachers peer leaders you know working with our team mm -hmm. so we do try to provide opportunities for leadership amongst um, the participants who are incarcerated as well for those who want that and who are inclined in that way. And then we have more higher level kind of like critique classes and art history classes wow. for those who have already really taught themselves art on the inside. So we really do try to um, adapt our and evolve our curriculum based on their needs and interests. That's great. I think that it's such a, it's, it, isn't it nice to be in an atmosphere where there's so much um, need and want and openness on both sides? I mean, it's just like it's charmed, <laughs> you know, uh, perfect scenario I think for you're sharing, right. you know, and 
Yeah, I think I, you're I, yeah, right. Definitely. Definitely. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. um, so let's actually, talk. Let's, I, I want to get to, yeah. I want to get to your your other website. I, time flies, especially when you're have when you have someone like you who has about ten different subject matters we could talk about. Because again, you're like so diversified. But because um, I, I want to um, get to the Radical Actions website, because I think maybe that's also a way to engage some listeners with what you're doing, and they might get interested in in, in that. So talk about that project that you started with Mariana Pomonis. Yeah, sure. So she and I um, have known each other, gosh, I can't even remember how long now, but quite a while. And always um, through the arts, we've met somewhere in the art world, I think maybe in a show we were in, I don't even remember, but we've always talked about um, our shared interests in art and education and how a lot of times... um, in you know the arts in general and in the art world it's sort of like segregated like oh art education's over there this other thing mm-hmm, yeah. and we were always yep. like why is it like that it's so crazy because it's so vital and mm-hmm. it's so important and there's such this critical pedagogy and she and I um you know would talk about it and it was really interesting because there wasn't a lot of people that, that we knew and maybe still aren't that many who are as deeply engaged in both types of worlds in that way, or at least that it's spoken about. I think there probably are a lot, but they're just not sort of like out there at the forefront talking about it. So we thought, yeah, well, what if kind we of created like, a... I was just going to say it's a similar, the goal to gist of like, you know, it's there. People, artists, artists are hybrid. That's what they do. And and, and this is like you're saying, artists teach and, and, and that's such an important part of you know what what they do, and so I love that now you're. This is like giving voice and a space and a support to kind of kind of doing it. So right, it's definitely along the same spirit of of, of what just does. So you started talking about it, and then it became concrete through uh, through through. How did it become like a concrete project that? that I'm looking at online right now, RadicalActions.com. Yeah, well, we we were talking about it, and, of course, we're both doing a million other things, so it took a while, but we originally were going to um, create a book, and maybe eventually we will, but we thought, you know what, we just kind mm-hmm. of want to get it started. So we did it as a right. website. Um, we reached out to several different artists that we knew, artists and scholars and teachers. We really wanted it to be um, a combination of um, people who would contribute to it, but it, it is predominantly artists who work in that way. And we just wanted them, we were just really open. We were like, you know, this is just like a passion project. This doesn't have any funding. So we just want to invite you to write and be published if you want to be. So we gave them, you know, because of that, we gave them openness to discuss a project that they felt would be a good fit. But basically anything that addresses these like, this um, overlap between public and specifically art and education. Um, I think both Mary and Anna and I were kind of like, um, I just kind of thought it was interesting when a lot of artists started talking about Paolo Frede and the pedagogy of the oppressed, because this is like a very seminal text for a lot of educators. So we both, you know, read about it in our own studies. And um, it sort of, see, you know, how when people find something for the first time, it's almost so exciting. They feel like they're discovering it. And when social practice art sort of started to become popular, people started talking about some of these texts that were like, wait, we've 
been talking about this in education for a long time. It's really funny. So it kind of all happened around the same time. And we thought, you know what, let's get some of these people doing these amazing things and this overlap. And let's just have them say in their own words what it means and what it's about. And then let readers, you know, filter through and find their own opinions about it as opposed to us saying, well, this is what it means and this is what it is. We just gave like a multiplicity of perspectives on those ideas of art and education and social practice and the different um, ways from which you might see each of those. And then it's really fun because there's a lot of really amazing pieces on there. And I do have a couple pieces yeah, there is. from um, our participants in the prison program. I have some of their writings. So we were able to publish that. So that was really exciting. And um, yeah, all kinds of different things. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great site just to scroll through. And I'm just, I'm, scro- I'm kind of scrolling through as as, as we're talking to my, my computer. And you have some yeah wonderful group of artists just ta- talking in their own words about these really cool projects. So definitely urge people to uh, check out the radicalactions.com site. Um, well, I, you know, like I said, you have, we have so much to talk about. Our time slot has kind of been been flown by. And although I, we could probably talk for a lot longer I, I want our listeners to want more rather than the other way around i mean i just i thank you for describing all these different programs and and uh that, that you started and are engaged in and and for also you know you know talking about how it, you think it's just so important to for you know we're getting the word out through just you're getting not the word out but you're supporting and we're supporting this idea that artists are hybrid creatures who do a lot of different things and that's the goal of an artist should be that and any art student who thinks they're only just going to make paintings for their whole life is probably <laughs> going to need some of this education and community saying you know to be an artist and to be engaged means so many different things I mean you show your work you show objects too you have exhibitions and you make things and and that's part of what you do and then all of this is part of what you do and that's just kind of the the our, our favorite kind of uh, artist here here at Jess. So you were the perfect you were the perfect interviewee, <laughs> and I thank you for being on the show. Oh, cool! Thank you. Yeah, I do. I write. I make art. I had. I felt like I wanted to talk more about you know all the community stuff, but um, I definitely have some participatory projects that I do as well. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I have it. Well, I mean, you could. My, would you like to talk about? Is well. that one thing? Is that one thing you'd like to just talk about um, before you know the one last piece? You we have a few minutes to talk about a participatory. Participatory. Sorry. Um, oh, project. okay. Sure. I'll do now. it. Sure. Let's let's end with something you're working on or just worked on um that's always fun to hear okay um well i have a project that i started um a few years ago and it's ongoing it's called pollinating kindness and it's purely Mm. ephemeral and it's totally participatory and essentially it's um posing the idea of kindness as a medium for art so i think now is like a really good it's always a good time for it, but somehow now our world and everything that's going on, it feels like more of a time for it than anything else. And it's just really simple. It just uses um, origami butterflies as the vehicle for these acts of kindness. And then um, I've done them as installations. I've done them as workshops. I've had other people that I know and that I don't know, take it up and like make their own butterfly workshops and a mural with children in San Bernardino that somebody did. And, um, workshops with hospice that my aunt did in Louisiana. So it's really like taken on a life of its own. And essentially, it's just at its heart the idea that 
um, kindness and um, how we treat one another. How what would it be like if that was a medium for art? And um, it's called Pollinating Kindness. Mm-hmm. It has its own website if anybody wants to participate or learn more oh, about it. Okay, I write great. About so pollinating the different um, pollinatingkindness.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna so add it's that been to, really I'm fun. gonna add that it's to like the description. Super experimental. Okay. Thanks. That's great. Yeah. It's a yeah, total that's experimental, amazing. ephemeral, mm-hmm. participatory piece. Great. And anyone can engage in it. It's open for, for anyone yes. in the public or you know, any listener who'd like to engage in a participatory uh, kind of social project can go to pollinatingkindness.com and do that. I will add that to to yeah to the description so we get that into. Um, wow, Annie. Yeah, you, we could probably do a whole cool. with you. <laughs> but I really appreciate no, you being great. here and talking thank about all your so projects. Thank you so much for asking me. Oh, you're thank welcome. you for inviting me and soon. thank you for what you're doing with this show. Oh, thanks for saying that. And and I'm going to thank our listeners, too, who hang in there and listen to these people talk about their interesting lives and remind people that Just Inc. is a, a website that's chock full of other kinds of information, too, for diversifying your practice, for professional practices, gyst-ink.com, hundreds of pages of resources for artists, uh, this this podcast being, we think of it as a resource too. So please do check us out at uh, Just Inc. and like our Just Radio on Facebook where you can listen to the episodes and please listen again. Thank you very much. I'm signing off.